Welcome to Zichud Daf Simanim Mem Rabbi Avram Goldhar, and today we're Sechus Psachim Daf Mem. So the three points we're going to focus on: number one, beginning at the bottom of Daf Lamed Tesla Beis. The Gemara brings several activities to avoid since they might result in the chimuts of grain. Marzutra said one should not thicken a pot of food, even with flour of oven-dried grain, for perhaps it did not bake properly, and will come to chimuts at the beginning of the cooking process. Rabbi Yosef said that one should not scald in boiling water two kernels of wheat together. For one kernel will perhaps shift and settle on the cleft of the other, and the bubbling boiling water will not get to them on all four sides, and it will come to chimuts. Abai said one should not singe two stalks of grain together, for moisture will perhaps seep out of one stalk, and the other will absorb it and come to chimuts. Rava said that this is not a concern, since the moisture is the juice of the fruit, and may peros in machmitzin, and fruit juice does not cause leavening. Abai retracted his ruling, but for a different reason. He said that as long as a liquid is flowing, it doesn't cause leavening. Point number two was taught in a brisa in losesin saorim bepesach. We may not soak barley grains in water on pesach. Now, slightly soaking whole grain in water makes it possible to remove the bran completely by pounding the grain and thereby produce a finer flour. Now, this should be permitted because the grain was only soaked briefly and didn't absorb water before being dried into the sun. The rabban prohibited out of concern that people not be careful enough, and the grain will become chametz. The brisa continues imlasas nispaku asuros lo nispaku mataros. If one did soak the barley on pesach. If the grains split, they're forbidden because they leaven quickly. If they didn't split, they're permitted since they didn't leaven quickly. Rabbi Yossi says, if he wants to inhibit the leavening process, shorn v'chomitz v'chomitz somsan. He should soak them in vinegar, and the vinegar will contract them. But Shmuel said, the lach is not like Rabbi Yossi. And point number three, the next mission states, a nosin or One may not add flour to charoses, which is not our charoses, but a dip containing vinegar made for use with meat, or to mustard. And if he did add flour, it must be eaten immediately. Rameer forbids one to eat it. Rav Kahana said, The Malchokas only applies in the case of flour put in mustard. But in the case of flour put in tocharosis, all agree that it must be burned immediately. Rashi explains that the pungency of the mustard delays the leavening process. So once again, the three points are number one. Beginning at the bottom of Daphalam and Tesla base, the Gemara brings several activities to avoid since they might result in the chimuts of grain. Marzuta said that one should not thicken a pot of food even with flour of oven-dried grain. Perhaps it didn't bake properly and it will come to chimuts at the beginning of the cooking process. Rav Yosef said that one should not scald in boiling water, two kernels a week together. For one kernel will perhaps shift and settle in the cleft of the other, and the bubbling boiling water will not get to them on all four sides and it will come to chimuts. Abai said one should not singe two stalks of grain together, for moisture will perhaps seep out of one stalk and the other will absorb it and come to chemus. Rav said that this isn't a concern since the moisture is the juice of the fruit and may perish in machmitzin. Fruit juice does not cause leavening. Abai retracted his ruling, but for a different reason. He said that as long as a liquid is flowing, it doesn't cause leavening. Point number two is taught in a brisa in losesin saorim pepesach. We may not soak barley grains in water on pesach. Now, slightly soaking whole grain in water makes it possible to remove the bran completely by pounding the grain, and thereby produce a finer flour. Now, this should be permitted because the grain was only soaked briefly and didn't absorb water before being dried in the sun. The rabbinic prohibited out of concern that people will not be careful enough, and the grain will become chametz. So the brisa continues, Vimwasas nispaku asuros or nispaku mataros. If one did soak the barley on Pesach, if the grain split, they're forbidden because they leaven quickly. And if they didn't split, they're permitted since they do not leaven quickly. Rabbi Yossi says if he wants to inhibit the leavening process, shorin bechomets vechomets somsan. He should soak them in vinegar and the vinegar will contract them. Shmuel said that the lach is not like Rabbi Yossi. And point number three, the next Mishnah states, a nosin kemel chetoch or One may not add flour to chorosis, 
which was a dip containing vinegar made for use with meat, or to mustard. And if you did have her, it must be eaten immediately. Rabbi Meir forbids one to eat it. Rav Kanda said, The Malchokas only applies in the case of flour put in mustard. But in the case of flour put into charosis, all agree that it must be burned immediately. Rush explains that the pungency of the mustard delays the leavening process. All right, now it's time to go to our Simferdaf Mem, and our standard simon has to do with Maim Mem, and we use a swimming pool, a swimming pool. So here goes. The Beware of Chimutz event by the pool featured fascinating demonstrations of scalding two wheat kernels with boiling water and soaking barley grains briefly in the water, and ended with adding flour to the charosis dip and mustard served at the barbecue. Once again, it's a motion. The Beware of Chimutz event by the pool. Pool, that must mean we're in Daf Mem. The Beware of Chimutz event by the pool featured fascinating demonstrations of scalding two wheat kernels with boiling water, which reminds us that the Gemara brings several activities to avoid since they might result in the Chimutz of grain. One should not thicken a pot of food even with flour of oven-dried grain. One should scald in boiling water two kernels of wheat together, for one kernel will perhaps shift and settle on the cleft of the other, and the bubbling boiling water will not get to them on all four sides, and it will come to Chimutz. So the Beware of Chimutz event by the pool featured fascinating demonstrations of scalding two wheat kernels with boiling water and soaking barley grains briefly in the water, which reminds us that a Bryce has said, We may not soak barley grains in water on Pesach, even though this should be permitted because the grain was only soaked briefly and didn't absorb water before being dried into the sun. The Rebbe prohibited it out of concern that people will not be careful enough and the grain will become a chametz. The Bryce continues that if one did soak the barley on Pesach, if the grain split, they are forbidden because they leaven quickly, but if they didn't split, they are permitted since they do not leaven quickly. So the Beware of Chimutz event by the pool featured fascinating demonstrations of scalding two wheat kernels with boiling water and soaking barley grains briefly in the water, and then with adding flour to the charosis dip of mustard, served at the barbecue. Which reminds us that one may not add flour to charosis, which was a dip containing vinegar made for use with meat, or to mustard, and if he did add flour, it must be eaten immediately according to the Tanakama, Ramir forbids one to eat it. Rafkana said that the machok only applies in the case of flour put in mustard, but in the case of the flour put in the charosis, all agreed that it must be burned immediately. Rashi explains that the pungency of mustard delays the leavening process. So the Beware of Chimutz event by the pool featured fascinating demonstrations of scalding two wheat kernels with boiling water, and soaking barley grains briefly in the water, and then with adding flour to the charosis dip of mustard, Served at the barbecue. All right, now it's time for a four-blot back chazara. Daf Vav. So the simmer Daf Vav is a lulav. So here goes. The poor cone who lived in a house made of lulavim. Lulavim, that must mean one Daf Lamed Vav. The poor cone who lived in a house made of lulavim ate his lechem oni matzahs ba'aninas, which reminds us we different drushes from the words lechem oni. Rabbi Yossi Aglili expounds the words lechem oni to teach that matzah must be made from something that can be eaten ba'aninas, which excludes making matzah from Meisr Shani, which cannot be eaten by Ninas. He focuses on the pronunciation, Lechem Oni. Rabbi Kiva learns that Lechem Oni means matzah must be poor man's bread, which excludes making it from dough mixed with wine, oil, or honey. He focuses on the written form, Ani, and says from the pronunciation of Oni, we can learn like Shmuel, it says, Lechem Oni, Lechem Sha'oni Molav Dvarim Harbe. The Torah calls it the bread of Oni because it's bread upon which we declare Oni many things, referring to Sipurit Yitzhiyat Yisrael. So the poor Kona lived in a house made of Hulavim, Ate his lechem oni matzahs ba'aninas. After checking the box to make sure they weren't made from bikurim, which reminds us that Rabbi Yosef Gluli learned that matzah cannot be made from bikurim because the Torah states, matzos, In all your dwellings you shall eat matzahs, which teaches that only matzah that can be eaten in all your dwellings may be used, excluding bikurim, which cannot be eaten except in your shalim. So the poor Kona lived in a house made of lulavim, ate his lechem oni matzahs ba'aninas. 
after checking the box to make sure they weren't made from Bikurim, or as fine flour chalut and oversized ashisha. Which reminds us that it was taught in Nebraska when the Torah states a muslim resemble a poor man's bread, it excludes chalut, which is scalded bread, and ashisha. Rashi explains that scalded bread is prepared in an elegant manner with very fine flour, and ashisha is an oversized loaf, which the Miri says is ordinarily baked, only for important company. Daf Lamed Zayin. So the similar Lamed Zayin is laser tag. So here goes. The laser tag team. Laser tag. That must be on Daf Lamed Zayin. The laser tag team had to beat the clock and find hidden tefach thick loaves in less time than it takes for going to bake the lechem upon him. Which reminds us that there's a Malkus Beisham Beisho regarding baking pasava, which initially we believe is regarding baking a thick loaf off to a tefach thick, which is learned from the lechem upon him. When Rav Yosef refutes his understanding, since the lechem bunny could be baked up to a tefak thick, because there were a number of factors that helped ensure it didn't become chametz, the malchokas is understood to be about pasma ruba, baking a lot of loaves in the oven at the same time beyond one's neumtiv needs. Beishamai forbids it because of tirkei yisera, whereas Beishol permits it because baking a lot of loaves together improves the taste of the bread. So the laser tag team had to beat the clock and find hidden tefak thick loaves in less time than it takes for coming to bake the lechem upon him and then laser decorative designs on them, which reminds us about the concern of baking matzahs with sriki mitsuyarim decorative designs. The concern is that women will tarry while decorating them and the dough will become chametz. One opinion is that the concern is only with professional bakers who are meticulous and take their time because they intend to sell these matzahs. Others say the concern is only with ordinary people, but professional bakers are adept, plus they have stamps that enable them to decorate quickly. So the laser tag team had to beat the clock and find hidden tefach thick loaves in less time it takes for Khanim to bake the lechem upon him, and then laser decorative designs on them while they were frying in pans and exempt from challah. Which reminds us the Malkos whether loaves fried in a pan are put from the need to separate challah. Reish Lakish says they are, since fried loaves are not considered lechem. Rabbi Yochanan holds they are chai because they are considered bread, and only loaves baked in the sun are exempt from hafrash's challah. They would also disagree in a case where bread was fried in a pan, where the flame was opposite the top of the pan since this is considered a normal way of frying for poor people who want to conserve fuel. Daf so the similar Lamed Ches is a double lach, and we use chicken soup. So here goes. The exotic chicken soup. Chicken soup, that must be run Daf Lamed Ches, a double lach. The exotic chicken soup served with Meister Shani, Chala, Esrogim, and Matzah balls, which reminds us that Ravasi said that the Machus bin Rav Mir and the Chami regarding Meister Shani, whether it's Maman Gavoa and Pachavim Chala, or Maman Hediot, personal property, and Chayvim Chala, also applies with using Maishashini for an esrog, where the Pasuk says, and you should take yours, and with using Maishashini for matzah, where there's a gezer shava of lechem, lechem, connecting the lechem from chala to the lechem of lechem oni. So the exotic chicken soup served with Maishashini, chala, esrogim, and matzah balls was sold next to the stall that marketed totalos and nazir wafers, which reminds us two different sources were brought for why chalas a totor nazir that one made for himself cannot be used to fulfill one's chiv for chilas matzah. Robert said that the Pusik states, matzos, and you shall safeguard the matzos, matzah matzah. This teaches that only matzah that's guarded from becoming leaven for the sake of matzah may be used in Mekai in the mitzvah, excluding those which are guarded, not for the sake of the mitzvah matzah, but ushum zevach, for the sake of the offering. Rabbi Yosef brought the Pusik, shivas yamim, mitzvahs tochelu, seven days you shall eat matzahs, matzah and nechelas is shivas yamim. This teaches that only matzah that can be eaten for seven days may be used for the chi of matzah excluding these which are not eaten for seven days, but for one day and one night. So the exotic chicken soup served with Maishashini Chala, Esrogim, and matzah balls was sold next to the stall that marketed total loaves and nazir wafers, where the owner was wrapping them up to take home his matzah, since business was slow. Which reminds us that Rabbi explained the reason that Chala is a total rikike nazir, that one intended to sell can be used to fulfill one's chiyo for achilas matzah, is that one anticipates changing his mind vis-a-vis all the matzahs he makes for sale. 
the person says to himself, if they're sold for a person's toad or nazar offering, they're sold. But if they're not sold, I'll fulfill my chiyah for matzah with them. Daf Lamates, the symbol Lamates is a letter. So here goes. The yeshiva pre-Pesach fundraising drive featured sending out letters. Letters? That must be more on Daf Lamates. The yeshiva pre-Pesach fundraising drive featured sending out letters with letters in them, certifying that they are mohudr maror, which reminds us that the lichachil form of maror is chazeres, which is chasa, lettuce, and it's called chasa because the Kush was chas on us, he had mercy on us, and that the Mitzrim are compared to Maru because they started off soft and paid us for our labor and then ended up hard and forced us to work for no pay. So the Yeshiva pre-Pesach fundraising drive featured sending out letters with lettuce in them, certifying that they are mohudr maror, grown from the ground, not from a tree, and totally edible, which reminds us that Maru must be similar to mutz in so much that it comes from a substance that is grown from the ground, it's herbage, and it's edible, and also can come from many different species, just like mutz can. So the yeshiva pre-Pesach fundraising drive featured sending out letters with letters in them, certifying they are mohudr maror, grown from the ground, not from a tree, and totally edible, along with a pizza matzah they touted as totally chametz-proof. Which reminds us that unleavened foods which are baked or cooked after being baked, as well as flour that is scalded, cannot become chametz if water comes in contact with them. Alright, now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which of the one that unleavened dough that is baked, or it's cooked after being baked, cannot become chametz if it comes in contact with water? That's on duff. Lamates. Good. Number two. Which stuff does the Gemara bring several activities to avoid since they might result in chimuts, such as scalding and boiling water, two kernels of wheat together? That's on Duff. Mem. Good. Number three. Which stuff do you learn the concern with baking matzah with srikimutsu yarn, decorative designs, because one might tarry while decorating and they'll become chametz? That's on Duff. Lamazain. Good. Number four. Wish up when the matzah cannot be made from bikurim because matzah must be able to be eaten but in all dwelling places. That's on Dav. Ahmed Vav. Good number five. Wish up when the moral must be like matzah and that it comes from the ground, is herbage, and is edible. That's on Dav. Good number six. Wish up we have different shots for what we learned from Lechem Oni. That's on Dav. Good. Number seven. Wish to learn why the Mitzvah compared to Maror. That's on Duff. Lamates. Good. Number eight. Wish to learn that water for the Chag became Tum one becomes Tower if he shikim v'achachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachach